Hello, and uh, what? That was just a wow, a, a, a <laughs> jubilant hello that, that you gave the people. I was not expecting that. Whew. Turn your headphones down right now. No, oh, no, they are down. That's the thing. That's how little I expected. Okay. Hello. Hi, sorry. Let's try that again. Reset. No, we're, we're good. Welcome to another episode of Lockdown Spartans. It is Monday, June 8th, the year is 2020. I'm your host, Will Hunter, joined by my still-stuck-in-March co-host, Matt Sheehan. Yeah, dude. I know. I'm so sad. I tried it again. I, I tried to watch a replay of a college basketball game this week, and I, I just couldn't do it. do it. I couldn't do it, man. Today's... I tried to watch MSU-Ohio State, the senior day game, and I got like three minutes into it. I'm like, I've only gotten progressively sadder with every 180 second as they tick off the clock here as I've been watched for three minutes. So, no. We'll try again next week, though. Yeah, thanks for just blowing through that and not letting me say Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your first order. We had a meeting about this and everything, Matt. People got uh, yeah, in trouble. Uh, yep, yep, we sure did, and I'm about to as well. But, however, Built Bar carried me through my round of golf on Saturday, so shout-out to Built Bar and their peanut butter brownie-flavored protein bar. Holy smokes, so good. I've got a nice Built Bar story. Not really a story. We'll talk about it coming up at that first ad break when we tell you more about the lovely Built Bar on today's show, Matt. Yes, Will. We're going to talk about a Delvon Road tweet that somehow went under the radar. Well, not somehow, was... but somehow. Yeah, you can understand. Somehow yeah. you can understand, but also surprising. Um, sure. And it has to do with what is going on in college athletics right now. We'll use that as a jumping off point. Uh, to t- kind of talk about what is going on at Iowa, Clemson, what happened at Florida State, some other stuff like that. Uh, we are going to do a new segment today. We're going to debut a new segment called MGO Dorks. I hope I don't screw this one up. Yeah, I, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. I we'll, don't know. I've screwed that up before, too. <laughs> we'll get into it uh, <laughs> when segment two rolls around. Matt, what's segment three? I forgot. Second three, we're just going to bebop and riff about uh, Billy Bags talking about stadium oh, capacity. Yeah. Perhaps the new NBA That's draft right. deadline uh, has been scooched bebop. back to August 3rd. Yeah, beboppin', so we're going to have a hootenanny about it. It's going to be a good time. So is Billy Bags Bill Beekman's official nickname? Well, sure. Yeah, you saw Mel Tucker's salary structure. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, you, you saw the assistant pool. Come on, Billy Bags. I mean, those aren't his bags. They're our bags. Yeah, but he facilitated the bags. Billy, fa- okay, fine. Billy orchestrated bags. Billy facilitated bags. I guess well, better. No. Bagman. Billy. Have, Billy bag F bags. Billy F bags. Billy F bags. Billy facilitated bags. That, that's what it is. Perfect. Rings rolls off the tongue. All right. Reminder: rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked On Spartans wherever you get your podcast. Matt, are you ready? Yeah, I, yeah, I think, right? Yeah, why not? Yeah, okay. Let's uh, let's start this. So, the tweet in question from one Delvon Rowe. So, this was, obviously, there's a lot of stuff going on right now as it relates to racism, social injustice in America, right? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, and this has bled into athletics a number of ways, probably through the, the main pipe being Colin Kaepernick's uh, protests and sure. how that ended up with him out of the NFL, and that has bled to all other sports and conversations, uh, a lot of conversations in college athletics about racism in programs and power dynamics. And we can talk a little bit more about like Iowa and Clemson in a minute here, uh, or Pat Narduzzi as well. 
But I want to really quickly read you this tweet from Delvon Rowe that didn't get much attention, uh, but I think it's important to talk about. So yeah. it's from at Delvon Rowe 10. This was tweeted out, uh, I believe, on Friday or, or, you know, it was Thursday night, but we didn't, you know, do the Friday show. So, man, this right here is nothing but the truth. So this is um, quote tweeting Martellus Bennett, who was talking about just racism and how it plays a role in the NFL and the different dynamics. Had a big, long thing about it. And Delvon Rose agreeing with it, saying, yes, this is truth. I remember my freshman year in college, half our team had braids, and our coaches were so adamant that players cut off their braids because NBA scouts and GMs wouldn't want players with braids a part of their organization. Okay. There's a mm. lot there. Let's unpack it. Let's unpack it. It is first important to remember the time period, because this is very important contextually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Delvon Rowe was a freshman in 07, correct? I believe so. I, if not, you're only off by maybe a year. Yeah, of, it's uh, right in there. Yeah. It's the uh, So let's assume this is a thing at Michigan State. 07, you're right. From yeah, the mid to late 2000s, and probably you mm-hmm. know even earlier. But as it pertains yep. specifically to Rowe, 2007. Yep. Matt, what happened in the NBA in 2005 that was just staining on the NBA from a players are out of control standpoint. Did it happen in Auburn Hills, Michigan? <laughs> uh, my memory's a little fuzzy. I'm not too good with my NBA history here. Um, it's certainly was, was there a certain malice at a certain <laughs> palace-like establishment? Well, was it that? It was that. No, it was November 2004, but it was the 0405 season. It was it was yeah. the year after the Pistons won the title. So that is. Fresh in the memory of basketball, and do you remember sort of how things played out in the NBA after that? If you don't, I'll just take it from here. I, I do, but you'll say sure. more adequately, yeah. So there was a bit of a crackdown, get the players sort of under control. That's obviously a horrible stain. And in the NBA at that time, you also need to remember, uh, this is just the back end of Allen Iverson Powers, uh, you know, that career, so... Mm-hmm. The NBA is cracking down. They have a dress code now that is very much uh, racially tinged, trying to make their players appear uh, more professional, more yeah, buttoned like Wall up. Street bankers, right? Like Wall yeah. Street bankers. Uh, they have a perception issue. They are worried about hair, excessive tattoos, any sort of thing like that is setting off alarms, right? And we yeah. may not remember it. You and I were young, but I know enough, um, and I remember enough, and I've gone back and looked. Like, Allen Iverson, as much as he is kind of this beloved figure right now, it was incredibly polarizing. Oh, yeah. He, there was a number of things about him that turned off NBA customers, specifically at white NBA customers, right? Mm-hmm. The way he spoke... All the tattoos, the jewelry, the braids, the way he wore his clothing, all of that sort of played into it. And that sort of sets the stage. That's where the NBA was 15 years ago. The NBA now is a much more open, tolerant, and and not that they were like the worst back then, but it is much more player-driven, player-empowered, right? So Adam Silver's done a great job at that, yeah. Yeah, and you know, 
it, it goes back to Stern making the players the the face the faces of the NBA, and that's continued now where you have mm-hmm. such like people like LeBron who can be giant, massive, covered in facial hair and tattoos, but at the same st- time like professional people that you look up to, right? So sure, they, it's a different time period. So I don't know. I, I just want to give that context because I don't know if that was something that the Michigan State basketball coaches were really in on then because they were like hearing it from GMs and scouts and it was like a mandate passed down. Like, hey, you better tell these guys to clean up their image, yada, yada, yada. And it's not so much that like they don't really care as much anymore because the NBA isn't as strict about it. So I just want to give that that context because I think it's a fair thing to bring up uh, before we really dive into this. And we're, we're running way too long. This is going to take two segments, Matt, isn't it? Uh, probably yeah as most things do when we get started on topics like this yeah yeah fair fair enough so hey it'd be like that sometimes (laughs) with that context in mind um it's not a great look for the the coaches and Roe doesn't specify Izzo did this doesn't specify whatever coach did this right Mm -hmm. but I think it's fair to assume you would think do you think Tom Izzo has something to say about this type of thing? Does Tom Izzo have something to say about anything ever in the history of mankind? Do you think Tom Izzo? Yeah, was, probably. Do you think Tom Izzo was calling the shots there? I, I, I have no idea. I, I got a hard time believing it, but at the same time, like I, I that's I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I okay. Here, here's why I'm saying that. Sure. So I, I think. That message is very, very different when Tom Izzo says it compared to, and and this is who the assistants were, Mark Montgomery, Mm -hmm. black guy, Dwayne Stevens, black guy, Mike Garland, black guy. So there's certainly that needs to be brought up as well. Um, It's... And we'll talk more about this in, in a minute here. I, I don't, you know, this isn't to say Tom Izzo's racist or anything like that, right? I just want to feel right, like, yeah. yeah that, wow, wanna, what, what, a, what a tone that would set for the podcast. Yeah, I just want to make sure that's not, but it is important to talk about. And it's something that is kind of messed up. And it's not a great look to tell young black men like, hey, if you want to be professional, cut your hair. Because that insinuates that braided hair or dreadlocks is not professional correct like that's that's a fair line to draw right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that dreadlocks braided hair are a big part of black culture so you're in a way saying hey these things that are black that are part of your culture that you enjoy having it's not good enough it's not professional enough you need to get rid of it and that is not a great look. Um, I want to pause here. We're going to tease. We're going to talk more about this in a second. We're going to really get into it because I think that is, I provided the context. Now we're going to talk about it, Matt. Are you ready? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Context is important for this story. We'll do our best job. We're going to talk about that in a second. But first, Built Bar. Built Bar yes. is the best tasting protein bar ever. Matt, you love them. I love them. And I, I, I want to share this little like story. So... I did the. I, I ordered some Built Bars. Use promo code Locked On at builtbar.com. Got ten dollars off my first order, right? And I'm like, man, 
I'm going to keep ordering Built Bars for sure, but I just wish there was some sort of way that I could continue to use, like, this promo code only works once. Well, Matt, or I signed up for email <laughs> alerts. Nice. And that's not even something that's in the copy here. I just did it. I think I might that's have done it on accident. Professional move, yeah. I guess. I got an email two days ago. Hey, you want 20% off your next order? Yeah, I would love that. Sure. Bill Parr, that's exactly what I'm looking for. So that is my recommendation to you. Check out BillBar.com, get an order, sign up for those alerts, and they send you like actual credits and deals uh, to keep you coming back. They've got amazing flavors that we've talked about a ton. Matt gave shout out to the peanut butter brownie. So good. Mint brownies, good. Salted caramel. Like there's just so many good bars. They are low in calorie calories, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and they taste better than any protein bar you're going to find. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKDOWN, and get $10 off your first order. Promo code LOCKDOWN for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. All right, let's actually now talk uh, about this map. A dialogue. Yes, let's have a dialogue. Yeah. So I don't think this is something that's a massive deal, right? Like I talked about. It's not... No, but don't be surprised if Paul or uh, any of them write about it. Front page headline on ESPN.com tomorrow. But yeah, no, I, I don't think it's the, a world stopper necessarily. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to sneak that. You, you know I couldn't let that go. Come on. I know. You're so just... Petty. Yeah. Anyway. Boys on, Will. Anyway. Yeah, it's, well, not, it's not comparable to what's going on at Clemson at all. Not comparable no. to what's going on at Iowa at all. No, heavens no. It's, My God. Oh, no. <laughs> it's not even comparable to what is going on at Pitt with Pat Narduzzi calling players thugs. Like, it's not even racing not to that level. Because that is coded racial language for something specific. This is just more of like, hey, it's kind of a crappy thing you're doing. Like, I know you're trying to look out for them, and I know you have the players' best interests at heart. Kind of a crappy thing, even if it's coming from... Uh, a, a black assistant coach like they had at the time, all three of them. And mm-hmm. again, we don't know if it was Izzo or Montgomery or Stevens, Garland or a collective, right? Yeah. So it's just sort of like dickish. And I think this is the main point I want to get to. I think things like this that are not harmless, but seemingly harmless relating to culture, right? Tone setting, right, program right setting, Things that are related to that, that are sort of ingrained in programs, I think are happening all over the country. Yes. In sports, revenue, non-revenue. Um, I think you see a lot of it in football, basketball, because black players are so important to those sports, and they are mm-hmm. high-money sports. But I think things like that, something as simple as, hey, maybe you should cut your hair so you have a better shot at the NBA, I think something as simple as that is sort of infiltrated programs all over the country. And I think you can find it in coaches led by or programs led by white coaches. And I think you can find it in programs led by black coaches. Like we said, three of four Michigan State basketball coaches were black and they were still telling their players to cut their hair. And they did, Matt. Like mm-hmm. someone replied to it and is like, oh man, I remember. Like, what? Like players cut their braids off. And I don't know if it's still happening. We don't have, like, a body of evidence, and nobody's really complained about it. Like, Xavier Tillman cut his hair. Uh, Deontay Davis cut his hair. Maybe there's some others. But, like, you know, Shannon Brown had, had his cornrows. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, 
I, I don't know if it's still going on, but things like this are happening all over the country, and black players are starting to, just now as we're seeing, like, be willing to speak up about it. Well, I think also, like, realizing, like, even Delvin Rose said in a following tweet, like, now just realizing, like, that, that was that was kind of messed up. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe you don't realize that at the time. And, you know, yeah, just like you're saying, it was 15 years ago. So, while it doesn't seem like a long time, that, that still was a different landscape totally oh, on this yeah, topic. Totally. But, like, now it's like, damn, that, yeah, making me cut my hair and kind of, like, telling me to not go along with my culture. Yeah, that that is kind of jacked up. Yeah. So, it, it's it's also a little bit of that, too. And I saw someone like, oh, boo-hoo, join the military. They have to, like... Man, it's <laughs> okay. We're, that's, we're not talking about the military. Okay, we're talking about college basketball. What, what is with you people? It's it's it seems small, and it's not the hugest thing, but it is sort of. I'll say it this way: like that sort of thing is like you know, it's slicing a little bit away of black culture from a young black man, and it's sort of like an, a message that's maybe not the most healthy for him to hear. Like, hey, these things you grew up with, these things that you your friends had your neighbors had, your parents, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These things that you're familiar with, that you love, like, that's got to go. You're here at Michigan State now. You're here at whatever school. Or, like, any big money program that yeah. has You're an, playing an football at Iowa and, now. Yeah, it's, yeah, time yeah, to, right. it's time to maybe not get some tattoos until you leave the school. Which, like, yeah. Iowa's, Iowa's is, like, Michigan, like, that turned up to 10, and we could talk about it, but players are starting to find their voices. It's a little bit, it reminds me a little bit of the early stages of the Me Too stuff, because there's strength in numbers, there's strength in seeing yeah. other people go before you, mm-hmm. and you know we're seeing people like, hey, Debo said the N word a couple times in the locker room, like, whoa, yeah. what? Yeah. That's the second most powerful coach in college sports, maybe third if you want to throw Coach K up there, but like certainly second mm-hmm. in football. Yeah, right. And like, whoa, a dude who took. Uh, or, that's a whoa, all right. Yeah, yeah. that's a, like it's a dude who um, didn't play. Like, was at Clemson for a couple years and was just a backup, never made it. Is the guy like saying this? Like, whoa, that is someone punching way up above their weight class. Like, someone who never really played at Clemson saying like, oh yeah, he did this by the way, and players were kind of pissed. And yeah, we still like people still and like him, him. Yeah. and he still uh, you know still does a good job, obviously. But that was messed up, and he shouldn't have done that. I think there's a lot of that sort of thing ingrained in college athletics and the power dynamic plays into that with unpaid labor, at least like severely underpaid compared to their multimillionaire coaches that plays into that. And players, I think are starting to find their voice a little bit. And it's interesting. It's a bummer that like this happened at Michigan state. And I hope, I don't think it would have gone anything like beyond that because Tom Mizzo does such a great job empowering young black men to be in control of the program, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't foresee well, anything. Like current players talk about that. Like, sure. yeah, like yeah. Aaron Henry the other day, sure, like co-signed with that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. and like, uh, yeah, Aaron Henry called him the realist. <laughs> like, yeah. like I'm not overly worried about that, but I'm not surprised that something like that happened. And I think it's all over college athletics, Matt. Yeah, and I think it's somebody alluded to earlier about, like, well, that's just the, the way the system is, you know. Like, sometimes you don't want your superstar player to have any tattoos. Like, you go to the NBA, you look at the top six jerseys. <laughs> Only one player on that list has visible tattoos, and it's the greatest player to ever play the game of basketball, LeBron James. Like, you, you know, you got Giannis, Curry, Tatum, Harden, Donkick. Like, those guys aren't tatted up, and but that can't be, like, <laughs> a reason to not do it. Like, yeah, I get 
that they are looking out for these guys like, oh, well, look at these people. Like, they look like this. And, oh, you want to be more marketable? You want our program to be more marketable? You got to act like this. But that's the problem mm-hmm. is that they have to. And it's just a crappy situation. Yeah, like, it's, it's not going to be an MSU-only thing like we talked about earlier. No. Like, there are and probably they're... a ton of programs <laughs> around the country, revenue or not, that have, you know, rules like this. But now, like, we, it's time to take a step back. Because, yeah, I don't know, it's been a thing for years, decades probably, for a lot of programs. But now it's time to take a step back. I mean, like, just like Delvon said, like, damn, this this is actually messed up. Yeah. Like, hold on, why, why, do we, why do we do this? Yes. Like, it's like, why is that the status quo? Why does that have to be a thing? Oh, it, it, it really doesn't? Oh, we're kind of just being narrow-minded. We don't even know it until we actually do take a step back? Oh, okay. So, yeah, hopefully that changes soon and later. Yeah, it's a great point. Like, this is the time where everyone's saying, like, I'm listening. <laughs> exactly. Like, everyone's taking, well, not, not everyone, but a, a, a lot, lot more people are taking a deep breath and being like, what can I do? That's, yeah, and oh, that's fantastic. okay. That's yeah. awesome. Start thinking about things like this. Like, are we doing things? Do we have rules, things like this that are really unnecessary and are unfair towards black people? And this is something like having your players, telling your players they should cut their hair so they could present better for the NBA is something like that that would be nice to, to change. And just like you were saying, like, yeah, LeBron's tatted up. Steph barely has. Steph's got, I just want to, Steph's got a couple visible tattoos. Doncic just looks like he's working on his sleeves, uh, which I appreciate that. But, yeah, it's not, you know, there's still, uh, the, the face of the league is a giant black guy covered in tattoos and a big beard and is big and menacing. And if you didn't know who he was, you'd be like, that is, that is a monster. So there's oh, still... of course. Uh, yeah. man, when I click on the Donkick photo, yeah, I was the one him wearing a sleeve covering the tattoos. Uh, well, that takes my point away. All right. No, but it's only one. It's, you know, it's still, it's certainly something like that is changing. And Luka Doncic is white, Matt. So it's, right. it's yeah. still yeah. different there. So yeah, just things like that. Like, I, I truly hope programs are listening to their players like yeah you know this is kind of something that maybe we shouldn't do and again it's different than an iowa strength coach telling a player i'll send you back to the streets i which is just wow wild like that is not even like Hmm, is this racially tinged? Like, that's the sort of, is this racially insensitive? We don't even have to discuss that. Like, that's how blatantly (laughs) horrible it is. Like, that's not even like, oh, how is it that? Wow. No, you're racist. Sorry. Unhappy believable that that guy is still employed. Wow. Um, Yeah, and Dabo and Danny Pierman at Clemson thinking that they can say the N word uh, because a player said it and they can repeat it. Uh, a number of times and, and try to mandate that players can't say it uh, in the locker room around the field. That that stuff is more in even Pat Narduzzi, who is skating right now uh, because look around at the world. Um, a lot yeah. of these guys are skating. But Pat Narduzzi calling his uh, players thugs for wearing their hats backwards or calling opponents thugs for whatever reason, wildly, wildly inappropriate. And we know the racial codedness of the word thug like just say what you really mean then pat yeah (laughs) um yeah yeah, that stuff is just like hopefully getting rooted out quickly and it i think that's obvious a lot of us can look at that and be like yeah what the iowa strength coach said that's messed up probably shouldn't be a leader of young men there guy Mm -hmm. but a lot of people are gonna be like yeah you know haircuts we're telling players to get haircuts or um you know different things you know saying they probably shouldn't get tattoos or, or different stuff like that. Like maybe some of that culture stuff 
that you're trying to instill is you know, like doing things the right way. Maybe it's a little bit more doing things the white way than you intended. And let's try to remedy that because there's a lot of young black kids propping up a lot of really rich white coaches in college athletics. We know all about that. Like, let's try to not rob them of some black culture while they're there as well. You know, just let's see if we can do that. Good yeah. first step. Yeah, oh, I, I agree. Fantastic. All right, we'll be back in just a second. We're going to do our first segment of, what, what do you want to do? Do you want to do MGO Dork or do you want to talk about you parachuting into Spartan Stadium? Yeah, let's talk about Billy Bags, actually. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm good I, I want another day to let the MGO Dork breathe. Just make sure I'm on the same page because, boy, wow, last time we did a t- topic like that, I completely, oh, I, I just bombed it. So, sorry about that. All right, we'll be, <laughs> we'll be right back with that in just a second. God. I just want to make clear, like, MGO Dork is, like, we're going to talk about MGO blog and some wild fan message board post <laughs> and just laugh at it. That's all we're going to do. Okay. That's, yeah. I, I just know last time we tried a topic and I with me just uh, directly insulting high schoolers and not vaguely a, doing it as okay. what was it's intended. Okay. Um, so, it's okay. whoops. I don't, I don't regret it. I don't take it back. I, I, I'll dig my feet in the sand, die in that hill. But uh, whew, yeah, I just want to yeah. do the same page here. But hey, we got to talk about Billy F. Yeah. Bags. Yeah, so his midweek, quote. midweek, end of week, both uh, Sam Stanley, president, Dr. Samuel Stanley, uh, president of Michigan State University, and uh, athletic director Bill B. Be- oh, Bill Beekman. Hang, hang in there. Hang in there. He, the spirit of Bill Beekman attacked me as I was trying to say his name. Um, they were uh, doing some media stuff, and the questions were asked about, you know, playing football, bringing athletes back, right? Michigan State's football, basketball, and volleyball players will be back on campus in a week. And, you know, Beekman is, you know, we're planning to move along as planned. We got our schedule. We think everyone's going to be good. We're anticipating everything to be fine for football. Same Stanley said, you know, he's optimistic that they're going to be playing football in the fall. But then the question came up about capacity, Matt. Where the, will there be fans? Yes, the, and in the stands. Yeah. Um, I was a little surprised by their answers. Were you? You know what? No, I, I wasn't. I because I, I, I don't think they they want. I think they're smart enough to realize that okay, full stadiums, ninety nine percent probably not happening this fall. But like, I still think they're holding on to that shred of okay. Well, something's got to happen, right? Like, something's got to give. Whether it's you put. Okay, only student section. Only the students go in. Only that slice of the pie goes in. They'll socially distance, yada, yada, yada. Or, hey, let's take a step back here and just be a realistic person about it. College programs are run by major donors. You think those major donors are going to want to sit at home? You think that they are not going to throw their money around and that weight around? And, hey, rightfully so. I'd do the same thing if I had 50 grand to donate to MSU a year. I'd be like, Bill, i got to be in Spartan Stadium September 5th, bud. Um... Yeah, so whether it's you know students only or donors only or any combination of that, yeah, I, I think that is very desirable for an, uh, an athletic department that likes yeah. money. Yeah, I I was surprised they even said like yeah, I or threw out a number. Um, at this point, if I was in a leadership role, I'd be like I would be just like you know we're still planning to not have fans, but I would say there's a small chance maybe we could pos- I would couch it seven hundred times. Like, mm-hmm. maybe possibly we could squeeze a few people in. They're like, 
I'm just trying to not get expectations up, hopes up. You can do that, I think, with football. And, like, I think we're all reasonably confident unless something happens. Uh, we're going to have football this fall, and it's mostly going to be normal-ish. Like, you know, it'll be different. Hopefully, but, yeah. Like, people are going to play their full schedules, kind of, is what I mean. Like, it won't, so. be, it won't be 17 schools are playing football and everyone else is sitting at home watching, and it's just not a real season. I think we'll have a real football season, but I am also want to be conscientious of not getting hopes up and not trying to set these expectations. That's why I was fine when uh, Governor Whitmer, it was like a month ago, or could have been 17 years ago, said, <laughs> right. said yeah. plan for no fans in the stands in the fall. And people lost their minds, like... Anyone saying anything in May was going to dictate any policy. Like, these decisions are going to be made, like, in the weeks leading up to these games, and they're going to do anything they can to get football fans in stadiums because that is big money. But I'm more, like, likely to just, like, err on that side, err on the side of caution, like, eh, we'll see. But, hey, if they're feeling 20 30% right now, mm-hmm. I know Texas governor is like, yeah, 50%. Yeah, minimum, right. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. that's cool. Like, I mean, if that can work out and it can be done safely, that's that's awesome. That would be great. I would absolutely love to have somewhat of an atmosphere. And you can get pretty loud with, what, Oh, 20, 20 to 30,000 for sure. Oh, my God. Yeah, 15, that Penn State game a few years ago 20, probably 000? had. The, the, yeah, the Penn State rain delay game probably had twenty five to 30,000 people in the stadium. And that, that was a pretty loud stadium, too. Yeah, you got some passionate fans that want to stay around for seven hours. I mean, yeah. or I guess some sick fans, rather. <laughs> I guess you could call us because I was one of them. Uh, but man, yeah, 25,000 can bring some noise. Yeah. You'd be surprised. 25,000 would be uh, 33% of their 75,000 capacity. So 20,000, mm-hmm. like, if you yeah. could get 20,000 people in into Spartan Stadium, that would be incredible. I hope they can do that. I'm just like, I, I know Beacon right, said right. it, and I trust... Stanley to not say moronic things. I'm just not ready to like buy into it yet. And no, even if I'm, it does I'm happen, right with you too. Yeah, yeah, even if it does happen, we're not going. Like no, I guess I yeah. could for work, but you're not going. Well, we'll we'll do the, the the trench guy routine, and then I'll be ushered out five minutes into the game after I'm just <laughs> screaming myself hoarse from the press box. <laughs> so yeah, but we'll we'll give it a go for uh, opening night for sure, September fifth. Um, but yeah, no, I'm right with you. Like you know, with everything do, going just on, just get a big yeah. Spartan Nation patch and stitch it to your shirt. Not now we're talking. Yes. Ooh, big old belt buckle too. That's gonna mm-hmm. be a. Ooh, I'm gonna be rocking it that day. Bring your kit. Oh, that's too. nice. Uh, won't be, won't be here yet. So, yeah. No, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll bring the little tyke in for the November games, like at nine days old. It's going to be a great time. Yeah. <laughs> Just freezing cold. Here you go, sport. This is Spartan weather. <laughs> it's yeah. a great, what well, it's great weather. Or fo- it's football weather. I forget what he even freaking says. Perfect it's weather a for fo- beautiful, beautiful day, day for football. football. Yeah, like, I love that. Yeah, but no, I'm right with you because, you know, on on the surface, originally, I'm just the kind of person that doesn't get excited, really excited to go to an event until I'm actually walking through the gates. Like the the Rose Bowl, cultural playoff, don't get me wrong, I I was a little excited, but I tempered it all until I walked through the gates and then I just exploded with emotion. (laughs) Like, it it, it resonates times 100 now. Honestly, for the cultural playoff, yes, I was actually. Uh, But for... 
like this, it, it resonates like times a hundred, you know, and you hear something different every week. Like, oh, this will be open next week. No, it won't. Yes, it will. This is going to happen. No, it won't. Oh, there's going to be everyone here. No one's going to be there. It's canceled forever. Like I, th- th- we got at least two more months of storylines like this where we don't know really what's going to happen. Will there be a spike? Will it be herd immunity? Yada, yada, yada. So I won't really get excited for this until September 5th rolls around uh-huh. and whatever time kickoff happens. One minute before kickoff is when I'll start to believe it. Because remember, even when this all started, who who were the two Big Ten teams? It was Michigan and Indiana. Like got, they were warming up for a game, and ten minutes before tip off, they're like, "Ah, hey guys, literally everything's shut down yeah. right now. It's it's time to pack <laughs> it up and go home." So yeah, I, I'm I'm sorry. I, this isn't me like being negative. Like I'm sorry no, to be Debbie Downer, but like I just like, won't be just play. Why are you canceling everything? Yeah, right. And then a yeah, week but later, like, they're I, like, "Oh, I, did I say that in public?" Yeah, and like I just can't feign. Sure. Well, oh my god. Yeah, of course. It, no, uh, I, I just can't feign enthusiasm for something that's this far away in such yeah. will will unprecedented times, uncertain it's a, times. It's a fluid situation. Will the situation's fluid? We're we're still adjusting to our new normal here. Will so yeah. Uh, it's cool. It's definitely a storyline, and it's like okay. Well, that's yeah. The only neat thing is is like oh, so they are totally. Writing off yeah. fans. That's neat. Yes. But it's tough to get super excited and be like, oh my god, I gotta get all the, the money I can in the couch cushions so I can be in the upper 20 and 30% so I can get into Spartan Stadium. But no, I'm a few tax brackets away from that anyway. So that's probably another reason I'm not getting excited anyway. <laughs> and as with anything, and, and Beekman, Stanley didn't speak in sure language. Even going back to Whitmer saying, don't expect whatever. No one, the, none of them spoke in sure, concrete language, which is good. Mm-hmm. Remind everyone, if you hear someone say, this is what's happening for sure about something in September when it's June, do not listen to that person. <laughs> I don't even listen to that like like in a normal year. <laughs> like, we when, don't, when everything's yeah. fine. In, in precedented times, I don't even do that. We don't even know what the hell we're going to do about a massive presidential election with congressional races, Senate races, governors, like this is an important election year because everything is up pretty much and we don't even know what's going to happen then. So don't tell me you know what's going to happen with college football, okay? No, no. One's a little bit higher on the burner scale. Well, you know, one's a little bit more back burner-y as much as we love college sports. Uh yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Spartans Wildcats takes precedent over everything. Don't <laughs> for a second say anything I think, different right I now. I <laughs> think if you asked everyone in the country, would you rather have the election or would you rather Michigan State take on Northwestern at Spartan Stadium on September 5th, I think they would come through in flying colors for Michigan State and Northwestern. Yep, Spartans Cats. Yep, absolutely. 100%. Open and shut case. All right, that's going to do it for us here on Locked on Spartans. Thanks so much for listening. Reminder to listen to our friend Ben Stevens over at Locked On Big Ten for all your conference-wide news. He's grinding out three podcasts a week over there, just like us. Thanks so much to Bill Bar. Thanks to you guys for listening. Great review. Subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked On Spartans wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back tomorrow, tomorrow. Matt loves you tomorrow. No, I love you guys every day. Every single day I do. We'll be back tomorrow with a, I think we're going to do a full episode of overrated, underrated, properly rated. Love it. Yeah. So that'll Volume be. Volume two. That'll be a fun show as well. Matt, take us home. Now I'll just strap in for volume two of Underrated Overrated tomorrow. All right, guys. You guys are all the best.